What is going on and welcome to another episode of the Beyond Rad podcast. My name is Chad and this week we were joined by Jake Salazar from the band Roderick. Roderick is a four-piece alternative rock band based out of Long Island, New York. I I say alternative rock, but they kind of dip their toes into so many different genres that it's just awesome. They recently released a brand new single called American Dream, which is super stellar. But don't think that you know exactly what's going on because... Then you listen to their other singles, You'll Never Know and Save Me, and you're taken on a completely different journey. So really awesome music, really fun getting to to talk with Jake and and understand kind of the the mind behind the, the music and behind the vision. It was so much fun. So I'm really excited for you guys to check this one out. But before we jump in, remember to head on over to the band's social media, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you do your social media, Go follow them, subscribe, and uh, while you're at it, you can always swing on over to the podcast, to the social media, you know, Facebook, Instagram, gotten a lot better at posting, still not great, getting better, but YouTube is the big one right now. We're, we're posting clips each week of, of, you know, smaller segments of the podcast as well as as well as well the the full stream, so you can head on over to YouTube and subscribe there. It'd be awesome. And if you enjoy the episode, be sure to share it, hit that subscribe button, like it, comment, and uh, without further ado, let's just jump right on in. Well, dude, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Um, and not like your cliche, your guest is here and they have to say thank you. Like, I really mean it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me on the show. No, absolutely. I love it. It's it's always fun for me to uh, to get to know new bands and, and listen to new music because uh, obviously, you know, you guys are putting out some super dope tracks and I'm, I'm excited to see where things are going because uh, um, it's kind of cool. Like each track you've released has gotten progressively better and better. And thank it's, you. And it's also evolved the sound for me. I was like, you know, you, you start with save me. It's like, okay, I, I know what they get, they're going to sound like. And then, and then you listen to, what is it? Uh, you'll never know. And you're like, Oh, yeah. never mind. I, you're right. You'll never know what they're going to sound like next. And then American <laughs> dream. And it was like, all right, you guys literally have pivoted on each of them and it sounds great. So, uh, thank you so much, man. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. And I appreciate you noticing that. Um, so that was actually something that we had decided early on. Um, and, uh, and I mean, really early on because, um, there was about a year of us basically not doing anything because of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and you know, we formed in like January of 2020. So that really didn't help us out very much. Yeah, or did it? I don't know. But, I mean, it, um, it could have been, who knows? <laughs> it could have. Yeah. But that was something we had decided pretty early on was that, um, you know, we're going to release singles. They're going to sound nothing like each other. Um, and the whole point of that was to establish early that like, you know, if we release an album and it's coming out of left field, you know, expect that because mm-hmm. we're, we're not, we, we don't want to put ourselves in a box and we kind of want to establish that early on that we're, we're versatile. We can do other things. We're not just going to put out a pop, pop punk song every time or electronic emo ballad or whatever, every yeah. single time, you know, like we want to, we're, we're versatile. Like we do, we did that rendition of save me where it's like this really stripped back and, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of orchestral things in there. 
like that's that's what that's what we were aiming to do so i appreciate you noticing that yeah well and uh before before we get too far i want to do a quick introduction obviously you know um for anyone who who doesn't know who you are you know just just tell the people really quick who you are and uh something unique about you that people may not know oh man okay aside Um, from aside from being uh technically uh challenged where everything just just (laughs) is is goes against you when it comes to uh software (laughs) yeah that actually would be a good one but um yeah my name is jake salazar i'm the lead vocalist and uh songwriter for the band roderick with no c want to specify that all caps yeah um yeah so um something unique about me geez um i have okay so um I have, I, and I don't know if like my friends would know this, but I guess no one else would know. Um, I have like just as much of a love for, um, like business as I do for music. And it's oh, weird because yeah. you don't really get that with the creative very often. Um, but it's actually become more of a challenge for me because it's like, sometimes my brain is in the business side of things. Cause yeah. I own my own business. And then sometimes I'm like, you need to get in the creative because we're like working on songs right now. And it's like, it's really hard, but yeah, that's, that's something like I have such a passion for like building things, I guess. Heck yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's, I guess something that not a lot of people know about me. That's cool, man. Yeah. I mean, I got a degree in business, so I I'm in the same boat as you where it's like, it's a really awkward position to be a creative business person, but it's also like a unique position to be in. Cause I, I switched over to software development, but it's like, it's kind of nice to be the only one on the team who has like a creative vision. <laughs> Cause everyone else is like, yeah. I can, I can code this, but, but I can like come up with a design and I'm like, this is fun. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Wait, I want to know more about you. That sounds cool. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, like I said, I mean, that's, I've, uh, I've switched around a lot, dude. I, uh, mm-hmm. man, I've, I've been everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been, it's been quite the journey, man. Worked for quite a few crappy companies, did sales for a long time, was miserable out of my life. Yeah. Just my, I was like, I can sell things really easily as long as mm-hmm. I'm passionate about it and I know it works well. But the moment that you're not selling something that you have control over instantly, it's just like, it's typically not going to be worth selling. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I see that. Is it because you don't, your heart isn't really in it? Like you're just like, I don't really care if this sells or not. <laughs> like, yeah, there's, what, there's kind the... of two parts to it, right? There's the, there's the, um, uh, I, I don't know if you've heard of, have you ever heard of the, the Clifton, Clifton strengths test or whatever? I don't remember what it's exactly what it's called. Um, basically, I think may- maybe, basically it, uh, it has like 35 or 36 different categories of strengths, right? None of there's no, they don't have any weaknesses in there. It's just a matter of where your strengths lie. Right. So okay. what I've learned about myself as, as I've gone on and, you know, spent years in, in business fields and, and being a dad, I've learned the, one of the highest things for me is empathy. So I want to know that when I sell something to some, someone that it's actually going to benefit their life. Because oh, I feel man. like I want it to benefit because I can kind of feel what they're going to, you know what I mean? So for me is like, if I, if it wasn't going to benefit them and they genuinely didn't need it, I'm not going to be that guy that keeps pushing it. You know what I mean? Oh man, that's a huge, um, that's a huge downside of being a salesperson. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's like the anti-salesperson. See, but the thing is when I had stuff that like, like I was one of the top sales guys at at one of the companies I worked for because it was a great product and people did need it. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I was able to really help them. And, uh, it was, 
it was an easy sell. And so it, it is, it's very weird. Like B2B is much easier for me than B2C, right? Like selling to consumers okay. is, is a bit of a different thing because right. I don't know, a lot of the products that are being kind of, uh, you know, marketed towards, towards consumers. A lot of the times it's like someone may want it or they, it may be a convenience, really but it's not it something though. you need. Yeah. It's something that yeah. like, and usually it's more expensive when you've got a sales guy involved. Right. So it's like, I know you right. could go and get this for way cheaper somewhere else, but buy it from me, you know? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I, I get that, man. So I get, oh man, selling to a business. I don't know. There's not really a face too. Yeah. You know, I feel like, and listen, I, like I said, I'm my own, I own my own business. So like, you know, that's just as important to me as my own finances, but like, it doesn't really have a face as yeah. much. So it's like, I think maybe that empathy kind of, you know, gets diluted a little bit in that. Yeah. I don't know. What kind of business do you own? So I actually own, um, shameless plug. I own no, perfect. Um, I love like it. A, yeah. So I went to school for music business and, um, I've always wanted to be, I always wanted to know the industry I was getting into, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so now I own, um, a multimedia company, Heck yeah. uh, where, we do um, music video production and we do um, like concert videography or cinematography, stuff like that. But we also do, um, which is really cool. We also do um, merch and we're opening up a, uh, like a recording studio in Sick, New dude. Jersey. Yeah. Where we're going to be doing like live sessions and stuff like that. So I'm, like I said, I just love building things. So I feel like, <laughs> I feel like when it comes to like the day to day, I like absolutely hate it. But like, as far as like doing, um, like building something bigger than me, I feel like that's like the cool part of it. It really is cool. Cause it's, yeah. it's almost a legacy, right? Yeah. I think I'm like, I think I'm like actually 65. Cause I feel like that's really important to me these days. <laughs> you know? Do you have any kids or anything? I don't. Oh, well, I have this little baby right here, but she's uh, not a kid. She's <laughs> my little. What kind of dog okay, is she it? Doesn't is she doesn't want to she, oh yeah, she's a mutt. Yeah. She's a mutt. So my girlfriend and I fostered dogs for two years. Oh, cool, and, man. Um, and this little baby, uh, we just couldn't get rid of her. So we foster failed. And uh, that's how <laughs> she's ours now. We that's... have another one, but he's really moody. So he's in the corner right now. Okay. <laughs> what? How, how old is she? She's two. Okay. She's, she's still a little baby. Still a little pup. That's she's awesome. She's like one of those dogs that will like walk over to you and like, She'll hate you at first, um, <laughs> but when she gets to know you, she'll walk over to you and she'll, she just loves being with people. She'll like come over and like plop on my lap, like doesn't even ask any questions, just comes <laughs> over and just plops, like just literally just like, like collapses. Yeah. And, and it's like the cutest thing. And she just like looks at me like, are you going to pet me now? So, um, yeah, she's like my little baby. Um, her name's Violet. And then we have Tarzan who, um, is the moody one where he just like, he, you know what? He's not moody. He just like really needs to like recharge on his own, which I, he's an introvert. I totally get that. He's, an yeah, introvert. he's like, a to- <laughs> like I've never seen a dog more introverted than him, um, but he loves being around people. He just like needs to be away from them sometimes. Yeah, I mean, Tarzan I is, is, is my man right there. Cause that's, yeah, yeah. I love people and I love, you know, being around people, but man, I just, I just need to, to be alone sometimes. <laughs> so Absolutely, I get that. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. I get that too. Well, real quick, Jake. So, uh, obviously Roderick, um, comes from Edgar Allan Poe. So I'd imagine that yes. there's, there's a bit of, uh, is that from, from where you are or is that like, is, is Edgar Allan Poe an artist or an author that, that all of you guys 
liked or how did, how did that come about? So when we were coming up with names, um, I was, I was the one to really dive in and be like, well, what do I really want this to be about? Mm -hmm. Um, and I had, there's a name. So there's a name from another artist, which I'm pretty popular artist that was based. (laughs) Oh God, I just lost (laughs) it. Um, that was based off of a character. And I was like, Oh, I never thought about going down that road before of like a character, um, for like a name of a band. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Um, and I mean, I'll name drop. I don't care. Their name is, um, they're not even a band anymore, but, uh, Mallory Knox. And I was like, I always thought that was the coolest name. I was like, wow, that's a really cool name. And I didn't know that it was based off of a character. So I started doing like some, some like die, like diving into books and stuff like that. And and I gotta be honest with you. I, I have such a respect for books, but I am so ADHD that I just can't read them. (laughs) So like, I, I do a lot of audiobooks instead. Um, hey, that's where I'm at. Because dude. yeah, man, I just I I I just can't focus. And it's like the best and worst part of me as a person. <laughs> but I just can't focus on it. But anyway, so I read this short story. I actually read it because it was really interesting. And um I just felt such this like connection to the character Roderick Usher from the mm-hmm. house the fall of the house of Usher. And I just I just felt like because he's like haunted by all these things of his past. And like, um, you know, he's, he's got like, he like, not that I like rapidly aged, but I feel like, (laughs) you know, in a certain time period of my life, which was at this time, I felt like I was rapidly becoming a different person. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, I just felt like such a connection to him, um, about everything. I mean, he, he has like broken instruments around his house Mm -hmm. and like, you know, he, his house is crumbling and as he's crumbling and his life is crumbling, his house is crumbling with him. And I was just like, this is like literally embodying me as a person. So I, I kind of felt like it was such a strong way to embody what we're doing. And then, and then like the visual aspects of what they describe in the story, Mm -hmm. um, are very similar to the things that we do visually as a band. So like, for example, they, they talk a lot about like, um, you know, the manifestation of his like dying sister who's actually already dead, but whatever, yeah. um, you know, that kind of stuff. And I really love that horror theme stuff, mm-hmm. but, um, it's not so creepy to the point where it's like someone wouldn't watch it or read it or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know, I really like the images or the, or the imagery and the visual concepts that they brought to the table or that Poe brought mm-hmm. to the table. Yeah. Um, so it's just as a whole, the whole story just really connected to me. As yeah. actually so much though that I, I named my company Fall the House Productions. So it's like Heck it's yeah. literally like yeah, so it's like it's all it's all it's all connected. Dude, that's so cra- that's so cool. Like real realistically, like I, I feel like that's that's what the whole purpose of of art is, right? Is to connect, is to yeah. to bring so many cause cause face it, like let's face it, like the fact is like he was what early 1900s, right? Edgar Allan Poe. That's when he was 1800s. writing 1800s. He was 18. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like so long ago yet. it still resonates as it's, that's something, you know, kind of what we were even talking about before, you know, you're like, Oh, I'm aging. I'm 65, you know, like legacy yeah. matters. It there's, there's something magical about, about creating something that lasts. And it's, it's interesting that it's, the irony of it is that it's something that's falling apart is something that lasts, you know? And so that's really cool yeah. that, that you found it that way. And, and, uh, when you, when you came up, you know, you said you resonated a lot with the character, like, did it just kind of, um, 
like when when did you kind of come up with that? Was this a long time ago or was this like during the pandemic you're reading Edgar Allan Poe or, or had you heard of the character a long time ago and, and then came up with it later? Um, I've always been a fan of Poe. So okay. I actually took a class in college that was all about um, literature, like horror themed literature. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So I would read like uh, Mary Shelley, Shelley's Frankenstein. Like We did all these things. We did, um, you know, Dracula was another one we did. But we also did The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. And we would mm-hmm. like dissect the poems and stuff like that. So um, I had always felt the connection to what Poe was doing. I always thought like this dark imagery is exactly how I feel about a lot of my own life. Um, and I just like, I felt what he was saying the whole time, but that was very early on. But then, you know, just like everyone else, when I was home for like three months doing absolutely nothing, that's, <laughs> that's really when I yeah. dove into the name and I was like, okay, you know, like this took me some time. And then like, um, that was an exaggeration. I was home for about a month, but, <laughs> but just, I remember going back to work and I remember, sitting on it for a few days and being like, how would I feel about the name Roderick? Um, and I, I remember texting my friend and just going on a rant about how, how well it fits me. I mm-hmm. wish I saved those text messages. I'm sure I could find them. Yeah. But, um, you know, me and like what I wanted to do artist wise. And it was just, it was so vivid and there was just so many dots that I was connecting that it just fit so well. Yeah. You know, it was like one of those moments where you're like, oh my God, this is actually perfect. Yeah. Had you written any music at that point for Roderick? I, yeah. So, um, a lot of the songs that you're hearing now were written, um, during that time or before. Okay. Um, yeah. So I wanted to do, I had been between bands for about two years okay. at that point, And I did, a, I did a lot of writing at that time. Um, we're like really far ahead of what you're hearing right now. Hey, that's good, man. We got to stay ahead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we're actually writing the first, um, our first EP at the moment. And then we're probably like four or five songs in, but, um, yeah, we have two. So we, we're like breaking down ourselves into time periods. I've like, I've like really thrown this question on its head, by the way. No, I love Um, it. I love it. But, but yeah, we're, I like kind of define our career and what we've done so far, if you can even call that, but, um, our career into like moments. And I feel like right now, um, what I've been calling this since day one was like, this is like the singles. So like when we're going to put out like a bunch of singles Mm -hmm. and then once that's over, we're going into like the next section of our career, which is like the first EP. And, um, we have two more singles out on the way, oh, sick. Um, but they are, they are going to be released together. So, um, and there's a very, everything we do, there's a reason behind it, but yeah, there's a specific reason why they're going to be released together. So, um, yeah, but anyway, yeah. So, um, a lot of these singles were record, uh, written before this time period. They were recorded during that time period as mm-hmm. official. Yeah. Um, but they were demos before that. I mean, yeah. a lot of tweaking, a lot of rewriting. Absolutely. Went into that. Yeah. 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 And, so you you had already had an idea of what the sound was going to be and when you came up with the name right like when you're when you're piecing it all together did it all just kind of fall into place or was it was there a kind of a struggle there was how was that process for you when you were because being away from a band for two years obviously i think other members of the band were also kind of um recently pulled away from other music projects as well right you guys all kind of came together to to create roderick so yeah. you know you you've got this idea in mind this sound 
was there was it pretty natural how everything came together or was there a bit of kind of like you know having to to adjust things and kind of mold things so it's kind of funny um that you mentioned that because I, like i said before I, I don't even know if i even now know what the sound of the band is just because it's so it just change like it changes from song to song it really does yeah so much um i would say at the time that i came out with the name we had known the singles we knew what so- singles we were going to be putting out um okay. there were more songs than the singles but um one of them actually which was just not ready to be a single um, but it is going to be on the EP because it's definitely come together since then. And it's really interesting how the song has changed. But um, yeah, so um, yeah, we had known what the what the initial first two years of the band was going to sound like. We're really slow with putting out music because we I'm kind of a perfectionist and it's really bad, but it's like <laughs> a du- it's like a double edged sword. Yeah. You know, like I need the, the single artwork to be perfect and I need like the promo videos to be like this stunning visual. So like, it's just, it's kind of, we're really slow with that and I'm well, trying that, to like gain back some ground. At that point, isn't it a representation of your brand though, too? Cause you're probably yeah. representing your company through these materials. Right. So it's kind of like a, yeah. <laughs> it's your, it's your band and your brand. It's like those two things are, are pretty important to you. <laughs> it's, it's literally like when artists say I put my heart out there, like, it's more than that for me because it's not just my heart and my work. It's also my company and my company's work Mm -hmm. and like my brain at work and how well I can make these concepts come to life. And it's just like, how do we take this visual or like this worded visual and throw it into like an actual visual representation? You know what I mean? Like how do it's like, it's a lot of work. Like we entire a lot of work into that. Yeah. It's an entire story you're trying to tell between multiple things that are that are interconnected but they aren't the, they aren't the same right like you've got pieces they're all the 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 unique thing in the middle is you but you've got these different they're not nece- they're not necessarily going in the same direction they have their own purposes their own goals right but you have to yeah. get them to meld and 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 mesh together which like yeah that's that's a lot of work and being a perfectionist i i mean i i can't blame you for that there's there's a lot of value in that so <laughs> It's, it's such a problem, man. Like I, I wish I could say like, you know, I'm a perfectionist, but like, you know, I'm productive and I, I am, <laughs> but like it, it's, it's almost to a point where it's a flaw, yeah. you know, like it gets to that point where it starts like tipping over that edge. No, I get and that. And it's like, okay, I'm, I'm neurotic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is ne- this is like a neurotic person at work yeah. where it needs to be. Oh, oh, this shot. Like, I can't tell you, Chad, I got, dude, I can't even tell you. We film almost everything we do, whether yeah. it's practices, um, it's uh, shows we play. It's, um, you know, behind the scenes things of mm-hmm. like the videos that we put together. I can tell you for a fact like if something's not right in a shot, it doesn't see the light of day or we'll redo it. Like, and it's really bad because we probably use like 20 to 25% of what we actually gather. Yeah. Content wise. Brutal. Because I'm so neurotic about it. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I feel, am I in therapy right now? Are you I mean, I, yeah, I, feel like I, mean, I need this. You're on the couch, right? I'm sitting here. <laughs> I am. Yeah. I should lay down. Look at her. She's, she's just living life. Right yeah. Now. She's just living the dream right there. No, honestly, she's though, doing like, what I should be doing. It makes so much sense though. Cause I, I, I mean, and it also doesn't help 
you know, that, that slight, you know, some people kind of consider it a bad thing. I think ADHD is probably one of the most magical superpowers for some people. Yeah, um, it is. It's, it's something that, that I, I feel really sad for, for kids who get, get kind of squashed by it. Mm-hmm. Right. Because let's face it, like the education system we have is broken. It doesn't work. It, you know, we're not meant to just kind of fit in this mold, fit in a box. And so when you start talking about your neuroticism and, and your particularities, it's like the, the fact is like, I always see that type of stuff as, as the, the advantage, right? It's, it's the, it's the thing that takes your work to the next level that someone else isn't willing to do because that's something that like I'm constantly looking to have an edge somewhere. Right. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, when, when it comes to this stuff, like I, I have a web, I have a website building company with some friends of mine and uh, it's taken us forever to put out our own website. We'll work on everyone else's websites. No problem. Right. We, but when it yeah, comes to our man. own, when it comes to our own site, it's so much more like it has to be exactly how it is. It's our portfolio. It's our resume. It's, it's how we're getting clients. It's how we're building our, our business. But the funny thing is we've held ourselves back by not getting our website that, you know what I mean? It's kind of this irony where it's like, we've built a bunch of websites and they turned out great, but we haven't built our own. <laughs> Dude, that's literally how I feel because I've done like, you know, so many music videos and so many live videos and at the end of the day, it's like, well, how many did you, did you do for yourself? And it's like, I've done one music video for myself mm-hmm. and we have one live video that we did for save me. That's coming out next month. Sick. And, and that's, that's the extent of what I've done for myself, but <laughs> I've, I've done two things for myself. One is seen the light of day. Um, and I've done, I'm working on another music video for another band that I've just did one for last year. They're going to have two more music videos than I've done for myself. Mm-hmm. And, t- and it's like, I'll tell you what's ironic you? though. I'll tell you what's ironic is if you were to share this stuff that, that quote unquote, isn't good enough to see the light of day, yeah. I will bet you that upwards of 75, 80% of people would see nothing at all. They would find no they would flaws, see nothing wrong with right? It. They would see nothing yeah. wrong with it. And yeah. you know, like eventually I, one of my favorite creators, uh, I talk about him all the time, Peter McKinnon. I don't know if you've seen his YouTube channel. Um, phenomenally talented guy, uh, videographer, photographer. Um, but his, he started doing the daily thing a while back because he was neurotic. He was that same type of personality. And so he said, I need to just do it. So he said, uh, perfection is the enemy of done. So he just started putting out stuff every single day. So that way he had to put something out. Even if it wasn't perfect, he had, he held, he had like this deadline every single day. This has to go out. So I may hate it, but it has to go out there. And it's like, he did that for a certain amount of time until he got to a point where he was, he kind of changed his mindset and now he doesn't do daily. He does like maybe weekly videos, but I mean, you can see the, like the growth that happened in him from he doing that. And it's like, you know, maybe I should do that. Maybe I should just like, all right, I'm going to create something every day. Even if it's terrible, I'll create it and post it. And then let the, let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. At least it's out there. (laughs) Right. You know what? I need to do that as, as like um, a writer too, you know, Mm because I feel like I do that same thing. Um, 
And I've done that throughout my music career, like time in and time out again. Like I've, I've done it so many times where I would be like, oh, this is a great song, right? And I'll write it as I'm writing it. I'm like, this is one of my favorites. And then I'll go to recording it to record it. And I'm just like, this is trash. We're not putting out this song. <laughs> what a you know, tragic like, I feeling, don't want to put out this song. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so I, it's not even just like the video or my company or anything like that. It's literally everything I do. It's like, I feel like it needs to be perfect. And that's, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not good. I should change that. I'm going to change that. I'm just well, going to start putting out sh- like all right, I mean, straight trash. I'm going to just, I'm sorry. I don't know if I'm allowed to. No, you're, you're totally fine, dude. Of course. Okay. I'm what I'll do. You know, I'll, we'll just, uh, we'll just have like a weekly text. Hey, you did it. You did it. You did it yet. <laughs> I would appreciate that. I would actually very much appreciate that. No, I uh, honestly like my wife, she keeps hounding me. She's like, you know, you could, you could do a lot more with your podcast. I'm like, yeah, I know I could, I could do a lot more, but I am too picky to choose the the clips for TikTok, And I'm too like, it, it's like, I don't, I need to get the exact right conversation. It can't just cut off in the middle of a sentence. And she's like, just put content out there. I'm like, I can't just, just put it out there. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is well, like, go on. I'll, I'll tell you, man, she, she's probably right. She is. She is right. She's I know right, she's man. right. She's right. I know she I mean, they always are. Oh, absolutely. Are. Yeah. That's, you know. that's exactly right, dude. Like, but yeah. it, it is like, there is just so much. And uh, I mean, I think that, uh, that, that old adage, you know, you are your own worst enemy. I think it comes true a lot of times in, in more than just like, I, I think it's just that we sell ourselves too short. You know what I mean? Yeah. As, as absolutely. naturally as people, like you can see all these amazing things other people are doing, but not recognize the same greatness in yourself. It's, it's like terrible. That's so true. Yeah. It's so true. I think a lot of the time we don't realize how great our stuff is because it wasn't what we envisioned, but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's not great. You know, um, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Because for me, for example, there are things about um, the American Dream music video that I I personally would have changed. Um, but looking back at it, you know, oh man, did I sat on that video for about a month just coloring it because I was like, this is not what I wanted. This yeah. is not how I expected it to be. Um, but with that being said, you know, I am learning as a cinematographer that, you know, different things... Um, you know, they call for different ways of filming it. And mm-hmm. it's not, it's so like, for example, like it, it, sh- I wanted it to be a bit more moody, which would call for more shadows. But, but at the end of the day, it's not what we were looking to do. When I think about it, the mood that we had set for it with the lighting actually makes more sense for it than my initial vision. So, you know, in that regard, it, 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 it's actually probably better than if it were moody because it wouldn't have made any sense, you know? Like, yeah, that makes sense. So, so it just because it wasn't how I envisioned it doesn't mean that it's not great. So, you know, Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if I'd ever call myself great. And I think that's something I need to work out in therapy, but, <laughs> but <laughs> well, I, I but mean, yeah, I will, I, mean, I will tell you the music is great. Um, I, uh, so just like as a, as a little, like, um, just kind of where it came from for me. So whenever I get these interviews set up, you know, I go through and I listen from newest to oldest. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm listening to American dream and I was like, sick. It has a little bit more kind of 
poppier vibe, a little bit more lighthearted kind of feel to it, the, the tone of the music. Um, unfortunately, I haven't been able to listen closely enough to get all of the lyrics, but I, I got close mm-hmm. enough, right? Where it's like, okay, I get the vibe. And then, and then you'll never know comes. And I was like, okay, this is pretty dark. This is a little bit, a little bit more uh, kind of post hardcore esque, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah. and then save me comes and I was like, okay, this is starts out boom in your face. I was like, yo. And then right at the beginning of every course, I was like, all right, I have no idea what's going to come from, you know, the newer sing the singles that come after American dream. But I was just like, <laughs> it is so cool. Cause you guys are taking it on a journey. You're, you're telling, yeah. you're telling so much more than just a, a single story. You're kind of telling a collection of stories, which I guess is kind of goes back to Edgar Allan Poe, where his, all yeah. of his works were a collection of works, right? It's a bunch exactly. of short stories. It's not one long novel. And I think that's probably why you're going with singles. And then an EP will be a more of an actual story. That's a singular, right. singular kind of emotion and, and journey that you're taking people on. But like, I mean, you, you really should be stoked on what you've created because it is really cool. Um, Thank really you, well man. Done. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I really do appreciate that a lot. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to know what's going to resonate, resonate with people because, you know, everything that we do put out is, is different. And it's like, you know, this may appeal to one audience and it may not appeal to the other audience. You know, like for example, um, we had played, uh, launch very recently. We played it this, um, like, like two weekends ago, actually. And, uh, we ended with American dream. Um, but looking back at it now, a lot of the artists there were more in the heavier realm this year. And Mm -hmm. it just, it wasn't the song to end on because it was like, it was like fast paced song. And some of the songs are more poppy, but they're a little bit quicker. Yeah. Um, You know, and, and it was like, well, this is so, so different than anything else we've Mm -hmm. played. And it's just like, you know, but then again, if we were to play that with a poppier artist, that would be the song to end on. So it's like, we never know with the different styles that we put into our stuff, what's going to resonate because, you know, I had initially thought that American dream was going to be the one that resonated with a, a wide audience. And for example, like, or for, you know, out of left field, um, people are really attached to, you'll never know and save me. And I'll tell you for a fact, the next two songs are definitely in that realm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I mean, yeah. honestly, just like, American dream resonated more with me, right? That was my style. That was what I, that's the type of music that I would typically kind of gravitate to. And so like when I first heard that, I was like, sick, I know what, I know what these guys are about, you know, cause I just assume, I just assume like, ah, yeah, I know what's up, you know, like, but then I had no idea, which was really cool for me. I love, I love that. That's one of the most fun things to me. Cause like, thank you. That's what the best part about live shows is too. Like, Sometimes I, I don't know if have you ever heard of the band just friends? Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Like I don't, I would yeah. never listen to their music outside of like, like I wouldn't put on <laughs> their, like their record your house. Yeah. No, like I just wouldn't put on their record. It's not my style of music, right. but live was probably one of the coolest live performances I've ever yeah. seen. And so it's like, yeah, I get that. There's something about like this ability to kind of change genres and do things. And, and they were, I saw them with, with uh bearings and real friends and state champs right that's a great lineup oh phenomenal lineup it was amazing yeah just friends they were just so out of left field and i was like i was all for it and so that type of thing is has become 
a really fun thing for me to find bands that kind of just they fit, but they don't at the same time. And it, it's yeah. just one of my favorite things to find. And you guys are one of those bands where it's just like you fit you. into three different genres at one time. And just it's how much you fit into those genres. It right. depends on which song. <laughs> so the, it's actually funny that you mentioned that, because if I were to um, embody the next one, like one of the two singles. So I already know the track listing. So track one of the, of two of those singles, the mm-hmm. first one on that, on that single that we're going to release is, um, it is, it is a journey and a half. So like, Heck yeah. it's the weirdest thing. So it's like, it's like really, um, there are so many elements of all three songs that we've released so far. Um, in that one song, it's like, it's like the, and it's so like, I talk to our producer about this all the time. He's like, cause he'll, he'll, him and I will have like long conversations. Like he's my buddy where he's not just like my, my worker friend, like yeah, my yeah. coworker. Like he's my buddy. Like we've been friends for a long time. So awesome. we talk about it all the time. And like, he, he, he thinks that American dream is the, is like the song, but like, you know, that's his realm also. He's a pop punk kid. Yeah. And then like, but when he talks about my songwriting, He's like, I just don't know how you fit three completely different genres <laughs> in one song. I agree and with like, him. <laughs> it's like, so this, so the, the main single off of this, off of this next release is like, it's a mix of like early 2000s emo meets like a modern pop chorus with like the nastiest, most heaviest breakdown we've ever done in our lives. So it's wow. like, it's like, yeah, it's like, Oh, it's such a weird combination, but it works. And that's what I love about it. I mean, I think it works. Maybe everyone's going to be like, this is trash. This <laughs> is like, it. you know, but like it, so I'm excited about it. It's, um, we're doing the cover for it now. So it's going to be a little bit, but, um, you know, cause I, or it may never happen. I don't know. <laughs> I, I am curious though. Obviously the covers all have some similarities, right? Right. Like yeah. there's kind of this, like the irony of, of American dream, right? Like she looks like she should be super happy. She looks like she should be in this ideal environment, but she's miserable. Yeah. And you know, yeah. um, obviously save me is, is a really confusing one where she's, it's almost as if she's like, I don't know who I am anymore. And she's kind of torn herself apart looking yeah. in the mirror. Right. It's like this, the, mm-hmm. there's this vision. So are you going with that same type of feel with, with the new single as, as you're releasing, you know, are you going to have a similar type of, of, uh, aesthetic? Yeah. So, um, I, okay. I'm thank you so much for <laughs> recognizing <laughs> my artistry in the cover artwork, because that is so important to me. Oh, that, I think it's um, phenomenal. Yeah. It's such a, you know, when I, when I hear that term, don't judge a book by its cover, I'm like, I can judge a record or an EP or a single by its cover almost every time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, f- okay. So if you, if we have the time, I could actually break down it. all of them. Yeah. Let's do we it. We do. Okay. Yeah. So save me, um, is all about the internal struggle of not knowing who I am anymore. I mean, I, I said that early on, right? So, um, you know, it's like this ever changing person of like the loss of identity. So mm-hmm. we had covered her face because we didn't want to have an identity on that one. Um, with the blood coming down, cause we had this whole theme of like, she's ripping apart her face, like you said. So yeah. that was like, that was kind of like the idea and the concept behind save me that was discovered so early on too. Like we, when it finally came into fruition, we were like, this is exactly what we were hoping for. Right. Yeah. And that almost never happens with me. So that was really cool. Um, 
And then uh, You'll Never Know has this like demonic freaky deaky girl on it right so yeah. like she's got like the pale skin and almost like, like a the, vampire inviting you in <laughs> yeah the 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 no eyes like the whited out eyes like yep. we really we really and that was a lot of post work by the way I'll but bet. um <laughs> yeah yeah it was like hours and hours, and hours but um yeah so that was that's because that song is is about um I had been through like a seven year relationship that ended just before the pandemic, which so conveniently, um, and, uh, you know, just to throw my mental, mental state into like yeah. such a big spiral. Yeah. Seriously, but yeah so, man. um, I had, you know, during the pandemic dreamed about her day in and day out, like in my dreams, like not mm-hmm. like dreamed about being with her or anything. I, I, if I were to say anything, I actually ended it. So, you know, how, how like, messed up of me to be like oh i dream of you all the time but like you know you can't control what your actual dreams are so yeah um you know but in reality she was like not a good fit for me she's a great she's a great person i'm sure she's fine whatever but um (laughs) but um you know she wasn't right for me and it was just a very toxic relationship so Mm -hmm. that that was what um we had tried to uh bring to the table of that was just this like deep down under the surface this like really pretty girls like this demonic figure who just Mm -hmm. kind of grafts onto your life and just holds on for dear life what's that Um, what's that movie um what lies beneath with harrison ford yeah oh man you know that movie love that movie i i do not do well with scary like scary movies or like those kind of psychological ones but that one was one of the ones i enjoyed (laughs) really Uh, so i had watched that as a kid and it actually scared the crap out of me terrifying um, yeah I actually watched it during the pandemic because I think it was on Netflix, which is funny. Yeah. So yeah, that you mentioned that. Yeah, it's kind of got movie. that vibe though. It's kind of got that feeling of like that yeah. pretty, pretty lady who's deep down like not a pretty person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So that's that's where you'll never know gets its cover from. Um, and then we tried to shake things up. So the first two, we we really wanted to focus on the details were in in. Um, like what we were trying to say it was we didn't want any details outside of the yeah, person just the subject. Because the person yeah. right the subject was what was important yeah. so we had we had done a, a black background for both of those and then for american dream which is actually my current girlfriend who's um stunning and like the best actress i've ever met in my life awesome um, who's also in the video of course so um Yes, we had done this one scene in the video, and that was actually taken directly from the video. Oh heck yeah! Uh, because she just nailed it so well um, with that like crying smile, and that's her real tears. She's really good at crying, so um, <laughs> I'm sure that comes in handy uh, for her sometimes. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to sound like I'm like a like anyway. No, so, no, yeah, you're so good. She's, yeah. Um, she's, she's really good at like fake crying, like acting like she's crying and she's, um, so we had taken that from there and the, the concept behind the song is like, you know, poppy and upbeat as far as the sound and the tone of the song, but the lyrics are really dark. So that mm-hmm. was the whole point was this like, um, you know, this person who on the surface is in this fifties, like living the American dream, mm-hmm. but underneath is just this broken person so that's where we had gotten the concept of that and then for the next two um singles which i said before is together um we are doing a split cover and it's going to also embody the same thing um same concept um 
Yeah, same. That was a really, really long walk around. I love answer, it, dude. Yes, I love it. It this- will embody the same concept. Um, we will be leaving that concept once the singles are done. See, I, I, this is the type of stuff that I like why I started this podcast in the first place was like, I'm I one of my favorite things is like the commentary albums where like you you hear a commentary about a song and then you listen to the song and then a commentary, then the song and you get to kind yeah. of hear not necessarily the background of the story, like the story of the song, but like what's happening that led to the song, because that's very yeah. different. I don't really want to know what inspired the specific lyrics necessarily. Right. I want to know kind of how they came up with the sound. Like one of my favorites was, uh, um, let's see, it was the, so blink when he blink when self-titled album. Um, mm-hmm. I have that special Classic. edition with the commentary and the things that they talk about in terms of how they came up with different sounds, like, um, the, that song down, um, where mm-hmm. the drums are kind of sounding like they're kind of rotating. They literally are. They had like a, a microphone on a turntable, right? So they talked about these little things that, that how they created That's this cool. sound, how they created this, this environment, this feeling. And so when you're t- explaining this stuff, I love it because it really does it, it, shapes more not necessarily you know changes the the song but it, it kind of shapes the the whole atmosphere of the song for me and that's what right. i love yeah yeah well thank you yeah i love this kind of stuff too i feel like you know like i said before there's nothing that you'll get from like uh you know a roderick song or a roderick post or a video or anything that every little thing is there for a reason. And I try to do that so specifically because I, I don't want there to ever be something where they're, you know, where someone tries to dissect something and they're like, you know, and I don't have an answer. You know, I just feel like there's a reason why I'm putting these things in there because it all tells the same story. Like Poe is so vivid in what he talks about in pretty much anything he does, but specifically in the fall of the house of usher that I feel like I would be doing him an injustice by not embodying that same spirit. Like everything is in there for a reason. Mm-hmm. There's no, and that's, that's just the characteristics of a good book, right? Oh, absolutely. If you're going to read a book, like you're not going to be like, um, you know, they're not going to tell you something that's not necessary to be understood by the story. You know, they're not just going to be like, Oh, and the curtains were white for no reason. Like they're they're. I mean, they're going to give vivid detail, but there's going to be a reason why they specified that. And I feel like with our artistry, that's what, what I try to embody as well. Yeah. I mean, have you read Dune? <laughs> no, yeah. I, so, you, you, you I may, you read. may second guess <laughs> that you may second guess. Really? Your, uh, yeah, no, there was a lot of details in there. I was like, why are you, I, I was okay. listening to it. Right. But it, it was, okay. but I, 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 I'm just teasing. It, it is like, it yeah, is yeah. true though. There are like, uh, a lot of good stories and I'm sure honestly those details probably actually come into play in the later books right. that he wrote because he wrote like 10 of them or something but I only read yeah. Dune so but but yeah it, it is true like like there's so many things that and and I want to like something that that is always cool is Easter eggs because these things kind of yeah. like they they tell more of the story because it's like I would like to imagine that every time that I listen to things or see things, the person who created it thinks more through it than I do. Right. That's like my hope. Mm -hmm. And so that's what it kind of sounds like you are. You're like, I never want someone to listen to something and not 
and me not have thought through this deeper than they have. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, exactly. And I mean, if you were to if you were to dissect my lyrics, like why would I ever put something in there that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about with the lyrics? It just doesn't make any sense. Well, it you rhymes, know, like, you know, that's why. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, that might be true. Um, but but what I will say is I'll find a reason why that works. You know, if yep. if that's the situation, I'm going to be I'm going to sit there for hours and be like, well, you know, white and kite works because and I'll like sit there for hours and be like, all right, how do I make this fit into the narrative? What I'm trying to say. Clouds are white and kites fly in the sky. Fly that's how. In the sky. <laughs> exactly. And that I, it, you just found the new Roderick song in a nutshell. That's Perfect. exactly what we talked about. Love it. Yep. I love it. Yeah. I uh, side tangent took my sons i've got two little sons a a six-year-old and a three-year-old took them out to fly kites last week man it's so much fun seeing the magic like their eyes light up when this kite's up in the air and they're just like this is like it it, because you know to them it like defies all logic that this thing is flying Mm. in the air without any issues and they're like i'm like keep letting the string out and it keeps getting higher and they're like oh (laughs) it's pretty magical i love that that you take your 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 children outside <laughs> like, <I just> think <laughs> that's such a that's such a magical thing in today's day and age you know oh, like man we love going I just out feel and like, stuff yeah man that's cool i just feel like we're like maybe uh like five years away from you know flying a kite virtually oh gosh you know like i just feel like me. we're getting so close to that at this point <laughs> i mean i i can agree with you but it also sounds so miserable to me because you know i um, like I'm involved in an NFT project, like they needed some help development side. And so I was like, yeah, I'll help mm-hmm. you guys develop some things, you know, in terms of getting all this stuff ready to roll. And, uh, and they're talking future projects in terms of metaverse. And I'm like, dude, like count me out for metaverse, man. I don't think I can get on board. I just, yeah, I am. I'm all about physical, like, like, like even like for me, the, like zoom calls and stuff, it just misses so much of what, human interaction actually is right. Like seeing people is better than nothing and talking to people Mm -hmm. is better than not, but there's just something about like actually having that connection and like the idea of like avatar connection just does not sound, it's just so weird to me. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm just a pessimist. (laughs) No, I mean, I mean, yeah, maybe, but, um, but at the end of the day, like, I think you're not alone in that, you know, I mean, I, I I I think if you're a pessimist, so am I, um, in that regard, yeah. I'm like very, very, very stupidly optimistic, but yeah. So, um, no, I, I get that, man. I, I missed, I missed seeing people during the pandemic and it's weird because I'm an extrovert. Um, but I'm also like, my girlfriend's really big in psych- psychology. She okay. like got her degree in psychology. I think she, she has her master's in psychology. So um doesn't use it by the way she uses it um because she works for my company so she like kind of uses it in that regard but like not really but um yeah anyway so i was kind of talking to her about it and she's like i think you're an an extrovert with learned introvert tendencies which like is so weird you know like i i i feel like i need to get away from people to recharge but then i get more depressed when i'm not with people and it's like a weird Maybe I'm a mix. I don't know. It's weird. I would be, weird. I would love to like pick her brain. Cause I would love to understand that stuff more. Cause yeah, me too. It's that stuff is fascinating 
you know, the way that the human, the human mind is, is just incredible, right? Like, the, it is. I don't know. It's, it blows, it blows my mind to think about all of this stuff. And it's like, we, and, and the irony is like, as a species, we understand like so little about how our brains actually operate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. But we use yeah. them for everything. Literally it's, it's every part of our life is dictated by this thing, but we understand such a small percentage of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's really crazy actually. Um, you know, but how do you, um, how do you learn about the things that you can't see or feel the intangible, yeah. you know, and that, that to me is like everything I, I sing about, I, I will, ne- you will never hear me sing about like, um, you know, going out and being on the street and, um, seeing a sign and, you know, you'll never, because I'm <laughs> so fascinated with the intangible side of our, of our world. For example, like save me is the internal struggles mm-hmm. of being, you know what I mean? Like I don't, I will, I'm just so fascinated with the psychology of the human mind that like, I, it's pretty much all I talk about. <laughs> No, I love Actually. that. Well, there that's kind of cool too because like then you've got someone who's on the exact opposite side of that. Not exact opposite, but kind of opposite side in, in Aaron West slash uh um spaced his band's name. I don't know why I spaced it. They're phenomenal. <laughs> Come on, the Wonder Years. Um Wonder you know, years. like where where his sto- his songwriting is very much kind of anchored in the storytelling, like there was this amazing song. Um, he's got this, he's got a side project, Aaron West and the roaring twenties. If you haven't heard it, Oh my gosh. Cool. Phenomenal cool music. Name. Yeah. Super cool music. He's got like a full on like jazz. Like he's got trombones, trumpet, mm-hmm. uh, saxophone uh, as a part of his band. It's like this huge, it's amazing. Anyway, he's got this That's whole awesome. song. He's got this whole song um, about basically his whole life falling apart. Right. But he it's such a vivid story that you can you kind of start feeling sad while listening to it because of how vivid and and great the song is. Um, so, yeah, I would recommend listening to to that album. It's but it's cool because both of them are just as as impactful to a listener if the listener cares to to listen. Right. Like whether it's a, a physical story or just a uh, um, the, the story of the actual mind happening like both of those things are just as impactful yeah absolutely um you know i mean i i i uh, so when i said never maybe just not right now yeah um you know because i feel like you know we're always changing as people and artists and stuff like that so you know there are i'm sure there are things that i could um write about but you know for me i think what really resonates with me right now is just the psychology of not not only like humans in general but specifically like myself what the things that Mm -hmm. really impact me what what i feel and and that's like kind of selfish but like no but you know i think that's that's what the most successful songs are is a kind of a selfish song right yeah i think so and real quick when it comes to like your writing obviously you've been in bands i don't know you, you didn't we didn't really even get into it i honestly we talked about so many things but didn't actually talk much about like your history as a musician but uh but you've probably been in bands quite a bit uh throughout your life um how has your how has your writing style evolved and like because you know like you said we're always changing as people 
and now you've got this project Roderick and it's there's there's something really awesome that you're accomplishing here in terms of the sound and in terms of the the message you're sharing but like how has it evolved to get to this point so um i think with i was actually only in uh two bands prior to this okay um and uh the reason why is because i was in one for a very long time um i used to be in this band called approaching troy we did a lot of stuff where we um we, we toured the country. We did, we did a lot of stuff. We put out two EPs, um, which I think is like where a lot of bands like throw in the towel, I think. Yeah. But um, yeah, we, we had put out two EPs. Um, we stupidly signed to a record label and then uh, got all of our creative uh, identity stripped away from us, which was great. Dang it, uh, man. You'll hear about it on the next EP. And, um, yeah, <laughs> which we'll so, talk about again. You know, you'll come back on the show. We'll talk about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, but I think something that had happened with that band, which is exactly why we did what we did, was I feel like we had put ourselves in a box where people had expected us to be this like emo 2000s kind of band. Mm-hmm. And yes, there are elements of that in our songs, very prevalent elements, but there are also elements in our songs that you would never hear. Um, and that was done so purposely to where we will never have to go. I will never have to go through it again. Um, I love it. You know, because I, I just feel like I got bored. I needed to be inspired to write new stuff. And I, I felt like I was writing things for that band. And I was just like this, just that no one's going to expect this coming, which would be great. But when you've put out two EPs um, and singles before that, that people are like, you know, expect you to come from you um you know they're not expecting a different sound and you know it's kind of jarring at first as mm-hmm. a, as a listener i yeah. know i've been there where i expected like i know a new album's coming out from an artist and it's just completely different and you know what i end up loving those albums later uh-huh. yeah but like later yeah um, initially like, it's that your shock head. yeah yeah um so i feel like uh, I feel like that's a big part of how my writing has grown. I also like to listen to such a plethora of like different genres now where I used to be really um, close-minded about certain genres and whatever. Like I'll listen to country. I actually really like country and I, I still get on a lot for that. But like, <laughs> you know, as like an emo slash pop punk artist. Um, but I, I think that some country is like so well written and to talk about lyrics that are so good country lyrics are the lyrics to be listening to like they always have lyrics that tell such a solid story you know like i mean unless you're like talking about like (laughs) yeah unless you're talking about like i'm not going to name anyone but florida georgia line and like you know where they don't really talk about like they kind of just are like let's like party all the time and like yeah. you know that to me is like whatever but but you get chris um, stapleton you know, and you're like holy crap right chris stapleton tim mcgraw like all these all these like legacy country artists mm-hmm. i mean i grew up listening to country my i had um my stepdad listened to a ton of country yeah like i had he used to take me to school and we used to listen to tim mcgraw or like faith hill or whoever and like you know all these uh country artists that he really loved and you know they have great lyrics like some of the best lyrics come from country but like yeah that's a huge thing for me now is 
like one of my favorite artists right now is Alec Benjamin. He's like, um, you know, an acoustic songwriter. He's super he's, stellar. Yeah. 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 He's really good. Um, he just released an album that's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I love Lauv. Lauv is one of my favorite artists. Julia Michaels is a phenomenal writer. Um, I don't know Julia Michaels. You know, you probably you probably do and you don't realize actually she's written so many things and she was such a big writer before she was an artist um you know but i'm i'm loving the new scary kids scaring kids you know what i mean like i'm I'm a big you know like i'm here for it um you know i'm waiting for the story so far to drop an album like let's go boys. let's go please please so exactly so like you know i feel like that is impacted me so much more than anything else as a writer in the past few years is that like, you know, get out of, get out of my box. You know, mm-hmm. you're in, a, you put yourself in a box now get out of it. Cause you, you like, you know, that genre and that bores me to think about me just doing like, and there's nothing wrong with it, but me as an artist doing just one genre is just, it's not obtainable for me anymore. I will get so bored so quickly. Um, you know, that it's just, it's not, it's not feasible for me. Yeah. Point North. Oh man. I love point North. Dude. They have exploded. One of their, what is the song? There's one of their songs that just like every time I hear it, I just like, I, I'm not a, I, I don't like, I don't swear myself and I don't like love hearing swearing, but like, it doesn't bother me. But there's one of their songs that I just every time I, it comes on, I cannot turn it off. Oh man, never coming home. I think is the one. I was just never like, every, yeah, it is the coolest, like catchiest, most like yeah. impressive song. And obviously, everything they write now, they just they just have kind of figured out this this model of of writing. Like I don't know, yeah. they they have just they're one of those bands right now that I'm just like, I'm super impressed by yeah. like loving they them. It. Yeah. They unlocked it. They, they, un- they figured out the code of their writing of and their what they style. Should be yep. doing. Yeah. Exactly. And they, and they nailed it. Yep. They nailed it. Yeah. They're, they're actually a really big influence on me as a writer right now. Like I, I just listened to their stuff and you know, they came out with that album. I think it's um brand new vision, right? Mm-hmm. Last yeah. two years ago, maybe at this point, I think it was 2020. I yeah. still, yeah, I still listen to that album like on repeat, like for like weeks at a time, and then I'll drop it because I'll I'll be like, all right, you gotta come on, like there's gotta be something else, and then you just keep and going then, back, but, dude, and then I go back to it. Yeah. yeah, I just I really like it. Um, Too Close to Touch is another band that I just like. I feel like They're they cool. nailed it. They kind of, I don't want to start beef, but yeah, so they 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 also like really nailed their sound too. Mm-hmm. I feel like. You like I saw the evolution of their stuff because like I followed them from the beginning and yeah. it's just like it's really cool how they evolved into what they did. But um yeah, they're another bit. I don't know if they. I gotta check now. I'm gonna look like an idiot, but I I gotta check if they if they release anything new because I haven't, I haven't seen anything from them in a while. I'm gonna look right now because I yeah I always have to because uh, they're a band that I've that I've enjoyed for a, quite a while too. Um, because 2016, there haven't been myself album was I can't believe it's been that yeah. long. Holy crap! 2016. Oh my gosh! 2016 was when that album was written. Yeah, released. Actually. Was released. Jesus. Yeah, I thought it was a lot more recent than that. Holy Me too. smokes! Yeah, so 2020 is like they they released a uh, um like Another a three EP, right? no it was like a three song single is what it was but oh yeah 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 
But yeah, that's like they they have a remix that was 2021, but that wasn't really a that was just a remix of an old song. So so yeah, it looks like so not much has come recently. Of their singles, um, I felt like the last one they released was the best, in my opinion. I thought it was the most diverse. It had um like a lot of fun elements to it. I don't know. I'll have to check I'm, it out. I'm gonna be I'm someone's gonna be like you're so wrong, but I I really think that that one was the best one that they released um, since that album. Here's, here's my attitude on it. No one can be wrong about what they like. (laughs) I know, I know, but tell the internet that. I know, right? Tell the internet that. uh, Yeah. Screw the internet, man. Like, cause, cause (laughs) like when you were talking about bands that have kind of like pivoted a bit, you know, like changed their sound a bit, you know, um, the one that literally instantly came to my mind where their album I loved um, I think I know who you're gonna say. But oh, go on, okay, say you say you say who you think I'm thinking. I'm thinking you're you're gonna say Grayscale. No, but I did love their new one. No, I absolutely loved okay, it. Me too. I was me thinking Emerosa. They pivoted. So Emerosa. Oh, Emerosa's album was so good. Though. So good. It went from post. Yeah, I instantly was a fan of their new album, but it was me too. Post hardcore to pop, and it was like yeah. the most like jarring change but i was like this is natural this makes sense for them it just fits i don't know why i don't know how but it just fits (laughs) yeah so yeah that was one of the ones that came to my mind i grayscale's new album i phenomenal phenomenal it's so good i feel like it's the best of grayscale and i loved grayscale before that but you know i just really feel like they really um they found something on this last album and they they were just like we've we've got a spark. Yeah. They're just such talented guys. Like musically. Yeah. They're just so musically like you hear some of those bass parts in that, that album. And you're like, what the, this guy's like going hard right now. Like he is feeling it. And so, yeah, dude, I, I could talk about all this type of stuff forever. Cause I, I'm in the same boat, man. Like I, like it's fun for me because like from my side of things, it's a little easier. Cause I'm not, I'm not needing to look for necessarily inspiration to write. Right. Like, I get mm-hmm. to just kind of like take it all in and it's fun. Cause it's, it all just, it, I'm a sponge and I just get to take in everything. And you know, with my podcast, I'm not limited to any specific genre of music. I of, of musicians. It's just like, I talk to musicians and, and people who are artists. I haven't, you know, I've talked to a few people who are like record label people, but most of it's been music, but I'm like, I would love to talk to some of these artists that are out there too. Like there's yeah. some, some amazing, just like, creative photographers and videographers and, and painters and like this new digital NFT art. There's so many really cool talented artists there and stuff. So, but yeah, like it's, this stuff is for me, it's inspiring because like there's so, there's so much crap going on in the world at all times. Yeah, It's It's just nice to have a respite with music. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I find like, I find that, you know, I feel like everything in my life is a double-edged sword, which is like really, again, I need to go to therapy and digest that. But, um, (laughs) but, uh, I do, I do think that like, sometimes I'll go in to write a song and I'll be like so hyped to write like the heaviest thing I've ever written in my life. And then sometimes I'm, you know, in like a week, my mindset will be so changed away from that. And I'll be like, I want to just like write a straight pop song. Mm -hmm. Like it just like, and like, I feel like it's good that we set ourselves up like that to where we could, we could, we could do that. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. You, you guys haven't painted yourselves into any corner. You're, you literally have an entire open field of options. Yeah. It's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Um, 
but I feel like that impacts me as a writer too, because I'm like, you know, uh, that it also plays into um, my perfectionism. Cause it's like, yeah. what is perfect to me in that moment? You yeah. know, is it writing a pop song? Is it writing this, um, you know, really hooky pop vocal with heavy guitars or is it like heavy guitars and like the screaming aspect of it? Yeah. Like, you know, so I feel like that also plays into it too, where it's like, you know, what is perfect in my mind at that moment? And mm-hmm. that's actually, I have never thought of it like that until right now, by the way. So I love it. This is a, a beyond rad exclusive. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. And, and one more question before I jump sure. into my, my outro here. Cause I always, I always end with just fun, random stuff. But before okay. that one, I am very curious when you're in the mood, you're writing this, this super heavy breakdown filled song everything's Mm -hmm. coming together you didn't complete it though you're writing it not finished the next Mm -hmm. week you're in this poppy mood do you pick up that same song or do you start a new one because that could really like i feel like that would really mess with me if i were you okay (laughs) um yes i do and i think that's um actually part of the reason why our next single is so bipolar (laughs) is because i did do that i love it dude yeah i it's not it doesn't always work it doesn't always work and i'll I'll, sometimes i'll come into the studio um and present the song to ryan and i'll be like i'll be like there's so many things wrong with this song that we need to fix but sometimes (laughs) and i mean sometimes it's it's a beautiful um bipolar masterpiece just this magical bipolar creation yeah (laughs) yes just sometimes it is not all the time that's Um, that's awesome you know it can it can work and i think only one of the songs that we've released or are going to release is an example of that and that's our next single um you know because other than that the songs are pretty contained to themselves Mm -hmm. Um, but, but yeah, it, so it's very rare that that will work. Most times it ruins the song in my opinion. So for me, it, once I get into that groove, it's like all of a sudden a switch will go off for me. Like mm-hmm. I'll be writing garbage and then all of a sudden a switch will go off and I'll be like, this is the direction. This is how the song, um, you know, is going to go. And then I'll go back and fix the ver- first verse or I'll fix the chorus and it's just like the whole song will be written in like two hours. And then sometimes that'll happen. And I know it now to where like, if I get to the bridge, sometimes I'll just stop at the bridge and then I'll be like, all right, well, you know, a week later I got to go into this and then that'll happen. And it'll ruin the song. (laughs) But something else that's also funny is I almost never finish a song. So I'll get to the end of the song and I just will, after the last chorus and I'll just be like, all right, I'll finish it later. Cause I got 90% of the song done. And then I'll like, if you were to ask Ryan, our producer, he'll, he'll tell you I've come to him with every single song, not having an outro. There's no <laughs> end to it. There's not one song because I'll just be like, all right, I've done enough for today. I feel like there's not like it's there. It's in the song. I just need to find the outro. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is actually something I do very common. Like it happens very often. Um, but it doesn't always work. Yeah. Dude, that's, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I, uh, 
when you were talking with your newest, I'm really excited to hear this new single, by the way, because of this. Um, oh man, the anticipation is there. I, oh, I overhyped it. Now you're going to hate it. No, no, I'm going to, I'm, I mean, <laughs> you, you can always shoot it my way before you release it. You know, I mean, like, ah, I'm just, okay, you yeah, know, maybe you know, I will, no, I'm just, maybe I, will do that. <laughs> I, I always like to, to joke about that. It's one of my favorite things, like hearing music before people are like, I heard that first sucker. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I, you know, I honestly might. Yeah, I, might I mean, I would love that. it. I serious. would love it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. but when you were talking about it, have you there's this uh this album um a band that that i really really enjoy a band called capstan you ever heard of them oh capstan yeah yeah so cool their album yeah. uh, restless heart keep running that's what mm-hmm. it kind of feels like you're talking about where they go from like this beautiful piano to like this very poppy and then just this heavy like screaming breakdown i'm like i'm very interested to see if it has that same because that was one of the most amazing albums because of my, that my, journey it, it yeah i mean it there's i don't want to spoil too much there's i'm sorry part, i don't there's don't one spoil part, it <laughs> no it's fine there's what i mean you're just gonna have to hear it but there's one part of the chorus where it's literally just a vocal line like there's there's nothing else to it like it's that poppy to where just the vocal line we felt that the vocal line could carry the entire chorus. That's awesome. One entire like cycle of, of a chorus. Wow. So like it, it's that, and it's like the core, like the chorus is it's the, obviously like some of the instrumentals are heavier, but like the vocal melody is ripped. I mean, not stolen, but you know what I mean? Like ripped from a pop playbook. Like it's, yeah. it's repetitive. It carries like, you know, a uh, a pop tune to it. like it's just it's you'll say that's cool say. man i'm so yeah. excited dude like like i said i mean your writing style is is awesome so i'm i'm just stoked to, to hear it man but thank you i appreciate that before we before we call it quits if you still have a couple minutes um i always yeah. just end with fun questions just out of sure they uh they're always the same ones so this first okay. one is uh what is your favorite candy and or dessert? <laughs> okay. Um, so I actually don't like desserts really. Um, I'm proud of you, man. To the point <laughs> where like, I will have it if it's there 50% of the time, but I'm going to have a bite and I'll be done. I'll be good. Like hey. I, I don't really like, I don't really crave desserts like that. My girlfriend loves them. So like she keeps them in the house. I rarely will have dessert. I also very rarely eat dairy at this point. Um, just cause like, I, I feel like it makes me feel better. Yeah. Um, but candy. Now that's a different story. Oh, okay. If you're talking about sa- sour candy. Yeah. So any I kind of candy, man. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm not a big like Jolly Rancher fan or like stuff like that. If it's sweet, I'm not really into it. If it's sour, like sour patch kids or like, um, you know, uh, toxic waste, <laughs> like, or, um, what are those like re- um, warheads warheads? Yeah. Like anything like that. I love sour stuff, man. That's, that's my go-to. If I were to say anything, it's definitely sour patch kids. Awesome, dude. Huge fan of it. There was uh Oh man. Do you like sweet tarts or those like not like, I do. I think they're, yeah, I do like sweet tarts. Cause actually. they, there, there are some of them that are really sour and some that are just like yeah. sweet, but like I was, I 
Easter time, I always get those candies, and I gave my son one of them. He loves Sour Patch Kids, just loves them. But he takes a bite into this Sour Patch, or into this sweet tart. He's sitting on my bed, and he just, like, spits it out and then throws up. And I was like, no, because it was oh too sour. Gosh. He's like, too sour, too sour. And I was like, oh, oh no, my what did I do? <laughs> That's like, yeah, I would never expect that from, like, a sweet tart. But, you know, the, um, do you remember, I don't know if they still sell them, but they do they still sell, like, the big the big ones that come in like four in a pack. Oh, dude, those soft each ones? ones. Oh yeah, my gosh. I haven't those had those in years. Those so are incredible. Good. Yeah. Dude, I got to find those. One of those. Awesome. Yeah, dude, I got to find those again. Cause I know yeah, that they like do like the, the big, the, the other one I love is those big taffies, like the big laffy taffy, the giant okay. ones. But yeah, I know, yeah. obviously that's, that's too, that's sweet. That's not sour. It's so. too sweet for me. Yeah. <laughs> dude, you got to try the, uh, the sour, sour Skittle gummies. Oh, Okay. Yeah, Skittle gummies are good, freaking yeah. awesome, but they have sour ones now too, which are pretty good. Ooh. Yeah. I'm I'm a big fan. So I don't even know if they even make them. Do they even make sour Skittles anymore? They do. They brought them back. Yeah. They do. They are, they are so good. Yeah, I've been seeing them in stores. That's one of my son's favorites. The one who threw oh, up yeah. from a sweet tart loves sour That's Skittles. So I'm like, what the frick? Sour dude? Skittles. Sour Skittles are definitely more sour than Sour Patch Kids. Oh, I agree. Way more sour. They are. They are yeah. way more intense. Uh, that's crazy to me that he threw up from yeah. a sweet tart. I don't know. Um, Maybe it was just like the fact that it was like when you bite into a sweet tart, it kind of engulfs your whole mouth and it doesn't go yeah. away. Unlike sour, like the sour sugar, it kind of dissipates pretty quickly. So yeah, maybe yeah. it was like the intensity stayed too high. I don't know. I was just like, no, Dude, my mouth is like, <laughs> my mouth is watering Water. thinking yeah. about those sour Skittles right now because yeah, they're dude. so sour. They really um, are. I'll eat them too. I have no self-control. I will literally eat them till the whole, like my whole mouth is like ripped up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. I, I will, I have no self-control. If I get those big bags of Sour Patch Kids, which I do very often, mm-hmm. um, I have to stop myself from getting them because I know there's no self-control once I have it. Yep. So, um, did you ever have, oh, it's coming up. Ooh, they have this like, um, 4th of July like red, white, and blue Sour Patch Kids. Oh. If you like Sour Patch Kids, get that bag. It is the best flavored Sour Patch Kids. And I am a I am a purist with Sour Patch Dude. Kids. I do not like their other flavors, except for the original. I love the red, white, and blue one. It's so good. It's like awesome. lemonade and like some sort of like ras- like red raspberry. And then like the blue is like maybe, I don't know, blue raspberry. I don't know. Yeah. Well, who knows? But like, it's one of the best flavored ones. Dude. It tastes like, um, uh, what are those called? Like a rocket pop or something like that. Oh yeah, the, dude. Those, yeah. those popsicles. But, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It tastes like that, but in sour form, it's delicious. Dude. It's one of the best ones, bro. I'm all over that. I'm definitely going to get yeah. that this year. Oh, my yeah, mouth is watering, dude. Really I, I love candy so much. It's a problem. Man. I, yeah, man. If you, if, if you're, yes. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Next question here for you. This one, um, sometimes it's hard to come up with your single favorite. So uh, I'll allow you, you know, top three or top two, whatever. Um, but favorite movie. Oh, OK. Um, oh, I'm a cinephile, man. I really like I love movies. It. Um, like I'm obsessed with movies i think i think i've and that's where like my my cinematographer Mm -hmm. slash videographer background comes from because i just love how detailed movies can be oh man you're really putting me on the spot with this one okay (laughs) um 
big fan of Fight Club. Okay. You can watch that any any time. Um, but I feel like that's a little cliche. So um, what if we actually no one? With, I'll, I'll tell you this: no one in all my episodes has said Fight Club is their favorite. So oh, really? Yeah. So it's okay. not not as cliche as you'd think. Okay. Did anyone say um, the Dark Knight? Because I feel like that a was lot really of Christopher cliche. Nolan. Yeah, a lot of I Christopher would, okay, Nolan. I would, I would not just Dark that. Knight, but like Interstellar right. and uh, oh, and Inception. Interstellar is a good one. And Inception. Inception a good yeah. One. So uh, so yeah. he's he's a real popular director i can imagine which is why i'm not going to say that him and tarantino are is... two of the most popular i think amongst amongst oh, a, lot, yeah, a lot of, of musicians so of course yeah Ooh, man you said interstellar now i'm just like <laughs> um can i give you a show yeah that works yeah okay um the haunting of hill house best show i've ever seen in my life it's a TV Have show. Have you seen it? Uh-uh. Yeah, it's a Netflix show. Um, oh, is, I've heard of it. I don't do well with scary things. So that's probably why I yeah, haven't like, it's, pursued it. But It is like horror, but with a purpose. And oh, okay. that's the best kind of like scary movie there is. It, because, the, you know, you could do like the slasher movie. I think slasher movies are so ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I don't think those are horror movies. Those ones are just kind of campy to me. Yeah, they have their own like genre, literally just slasher. Yeah. But, oh, man, I feel like I'm letting you down with this one. No, these are good, dude. So Fight Club, The Haunting of Hill House. Okay, The Haunting of Hill House. And then, um, let's see. I'm trying to think of something unique I'm just like getting a lot of horror things in my mind right now <laughs> um damn there's a lot of a lot of dead dead air right now let's just stick with those two those those Sounds are good, good dude. Those I are like good. it those I like good. it I watched Saving Private Ryan recently which is also a classic what a, yeah a that movie. one's a classic yeah yeah I mean pretty much anything Tom Hanks is in is is a classic isn't he in that Dude, one? He's in Saving yes. Private Ryan. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's definitely okay. in it. Um, it just really bothers me the whole like conspiracy theory about him, just because he's like my idol. What's the conspiracy? Like, I, just I didn't know him. there was a conspiracy theory about him. Oh, do yourself a favor and then look it up. I don't want to okay. perpetuate it. So okay, <laughs> there's a whole thing about it. I love, actually one of my friends. I love him. On, I think sorry. Tom Hanks is awesome. Me too. So yeah, me too. Um, I, there was like a like a night where I was hanging out with um, my team and we do like this retreat thing every year Mm -hmm. um, with the company. I try to just like keep things fun and, you know, like build a team, you know? Yeah. So we do this retreat thing and I I got like, we, we, we were all drinking a lot, you know? And then one of my, uh, like one of my coworkers was like, I um, have you heard of the thing about Tom Hanks? And I went on, a rant because I had not heard it. it. That was the first time I had heard it and he explained it. And I was like, so frustrated. And like, so one of my, one of my other coworkers like took a video of me and like showed me the next, I mean, I remember, but like <laughs> they like showed me the next day and, and I was just like, so offended because I love Tom Hanks so much. Like he might as well just be my father because I love him so much. That's awesome. You know? Oh my so, goodness. Yeah. Look, do yourself a favor. Look into that. Look I will. Tom Hanks conspiracy theory. Yeah. I will have to look into that. I've never heard of yeah. it. So yeah, just dude, do cause... it after you meditate or something. Cause like you need to be <laughs> to like endure that. 
dude yeah because like he's been in some of the like one of my favorite movies that thing you do i i freaking obsessed with that movie mm-hmm. and like yeah he's but he's in so many phenomenal movies so and then obviously movies. the uh um he co-wrote slash directed the band of brothers right like he participated yeah. in that that mini series which was phenomenal so. as well and yeah like dude he's done so many cool things so I mean, he's, he's Woody. And he was like the first guy to, to kick COVID, you know, kick it right in the face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, exactly. He's a BAMF, you know? <laughs> All I right. I think dude. that actually plays into it. I actually think that plays into the COVID thing, theory, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. gosh. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, yeah, conspiracy theories are so funny to me, man. Some things know, that people like, like decide them. to come up with. Yeah. <laughs> I like them um, on an entertainment level. Yeah. I don't, I, once they become like people's, obsession i think it's then it gets dangerous but i hate I think political conspiracy theories except that a lot of them feel like they're more real than like non-conspiracy like non-political yeah. ones <laughs> like yeah, all yeah, the yeah. entertainment conspiracy theories i'm like okay yeah these just seem kind of silly but when it comes right. to political ones i'm like oh you know i think the cia really did have jfk killed <laughs> i think they did yeah, um you know what i think they did <laughs> I I don't I'm a little bit bittersweet on those because I they, some of them are or they could be pretty believable. Yeah. <laughs> you know? See, see that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, dude. But last like, Oh, go on. Go on. Sorry. No, no, no. You're good. No, go no. I, I I didn't want to cut you off, man. You you go. No, I was going to say but like the ones that like become so embodied in our culture, I'm like come on. Like give it a rest already. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yep. But anyway, sorry. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm on board with that. All right. Last one here for you. So uh obviously, you know, I think yours your situation's pretty cool where you've got, you know, music as your as your passion, but then you also are working with a lot of musicians and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um to kind of pull you out of that realm, you know, the last one here is favorite non music related hobby. So favorite thing to do that has nothing to do with music. Okay. Um my God, what is non-music related? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay. Man, I know I have an answer for this. Come on, man. I, I definitely do other things. Um, oh my God, dude. I, it's, <laughs> I know I said that as a joke before, but now I'm really struggling to think of things that I don't do that's music related. I just feel like I'll, I will give you an answer, but I'm going to tell you why, I, why I, I'm struggling because I feel like when you're a musician, your life result revolves around that, mm-hmm. um, you know, your career and how you're going to keep building it and writing music and being creative. Yeah. And then when you own a business, your life revolves around it. That's true. And how you're going to build a career and how you're going to build something that's, you know, going to be sustainable Mm-hmm. And I just feel like the past two years has been nothing but that. Um, so it's hard for me to give an answer right off the top of my head. But something that's non-music related. This is so sad. Another thing I got to bring it up with, with, with the <laughs> therapist, dude. It's really sad. Um, I really enjoy. You know what? I got it. Doing absolutely nothing. Hey, that's a good I, one. I, I just, when I can, which doesn't happen very often, I would love, I love just hanging around 
and laying with my dogs. And hopefully if we have a foster dog, getting to know them and just doing absolutely nothing. Take a bath, watch a movie, something like that. That's my hobby. Heck That's yeah, my dude. hobby right now is just just giving myself some love. Some mental reprieve, man. I love it, yeah. dude. Yeah. There we go. That's incredible. That's like, I mean, that's a, that's something that, uh, that I think people could benefit from. It's meditative. Yeah. You know, there's something yeah. meditative about not, not putting pressures on yourself and kind of taking all yeah. that stress away. I like it, dude. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm huge into like, so I try to designate at least like 10. Yeah. At least 10. Sometimes if there's like a, a show or something going on that I, I'm playing or something, I'll give myself like three minutes, but, but like, cause it's really hectic, you know, like preparing for a show, but I need that time to myself. Like I need that time to just like, I actually meditate for at least 10 minutes a day. I love it. Um, dude. because I just, I'm, I'm so, I'm such a ball of sh- like stress and anxiety <laughs> that I just need, I need it Yeah, because I, I actually, um, that has become so important to me because, um, like in the 2020, 2021 time period of my life, I had become so overwhelmed with everything in my life that I actually started getting cysts like on my oh, face dang. because like my stress was physically manifesting into mm-hmm. like this cystic acne that I yeah. literally like I'm in the midst of like fixing the scars because it got so bad that like, yeah. And like, that's something that, um, you know, I'm trying to be more open about with our audience because, you know, stress and anxiety and depression that like really manifests. But for me, like it actually physically manifested into my life and I'm able to control it better now because I'm, I'm giving myself the time of day. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not perfect, but I've definitely gotten a lot better at it. But yeah, so, so that's so important to me. And I'm, I'm actually, I was a little bummed that that was my answer at first, but now that I'm thinking about it, it's definitely so important to me that I do that. That is like my number one hobby. Like I really like to just recharge. Dude, I love that. And like, you know, my mental state. This, I, I don't want to drag it on too much longer either, but uh, I do find, I think it's actually kind of a blessing in disguise to have it manif- manifest physically because, yeah. because then you see it, you, you actually have to address it. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of people where it doesn't manifest and they, they wear the smile, they wear the, the cheery attitude, but it's it not it what them. they're feeling. Yeah. They're yeah. not, they're not actually seeing it manifests. So I think that is actually, you know, like as I'm sure it was awful and I'm not downplaying that at all, but like the fact yeah. is like, I feel like that's kind of an advantage though. Cause now you're like, I physically see what this mental thing is doing to me because they are so intertwined, right? Like there, there's yeah. no way to disconnect the, uh, the emotional brain side of, from the, uh, physical, you know, cause it messes with your hormones it messes with everything in right. your body. And so it's like, dude, that's, I mean, I feel like that's kind of a, a really cool um, op- opportunity to kind of see it that way. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's like, it's terrible that you had to go through it, but it's, it's cool that you were able to see a physical, like you see yourself, you look in the mirror and you're like, physically you look better. So it's like, I know I'm feeling better too. That's kind of yeah. cool. <laughs> Dude. It's, it's actually nuts because it was like a situation. And yeah, it was terrible because it was like, I, I had never gotten 
acne to that level before. Like I had always, even growing up, like as a teenager, I would get like acne spots here and there, but like nothing insane. So mm-hmm. it being in my twenties and being like, I'm like so far past puberty, like <laughs> this is insane. You know, like I'm 10 years removed from puberty at this point. Like I'm, I should not be getting this kind of thing. Um, was my mentality. People yeah. get acne in their twenties, you know? Yeah. Um, but like, it was so crazy because I was like, why is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. And then once I connected the dots that, okay, I notice that in three to five days after I have a panic attack, I will get a cystic breakout is when I connected the dots. So now when I have that, sometimes I'll get a little like spot, like a little, it doesn't get, so depending on it, dude, I'm going to tell you, it's like the weirdest thing, depending <laughs> on how bad my panic attack is or how well I handle it, the, the easier to resolve situation so if it's Mm -hmm. if i have a really bad panic attack it's something that's going to take like a week to resolve on my face dang and like it's insane but like if i have a really bad panic attack i know for a fact in three to five days i will get a breakout it's so spot on that like sometimes i'll get like a little spot and i'll be like damn, was I like really stressed the past few days? And then I'll think back and I was like, yeah, I was really, I was like really stressed the past few days. Like it's, and then like, you know, so you're right. Like it was, it's such an indicator for me when I'm in like a bad spot or like when I'm really stressed out or anxious about something, because I'll know like in three to five days, this is, this is what happened. How cool you can reflect on it and make changes going forward. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was such a pain to figure out why this was happening to me, but um, I can't even imagine, you know, because I would go to dermatologists and they would just be like, well, you're, you have acne and I'll be like, yeah, but I haven't before. So like, what's, what's happening? (laughs) And then they would treat it with over the, not, not over counter, but like prescription medication, but it doesn't work because it's not coming from bacteria. Yeah. You know, it's coming from inside me. I'm, I'm emitting these hormones that are probably coming out of my face. (laughs) (laughs) So So like, you know, that's, so that was really stressful and really scary because, you know, when you have something going on with you and you don't know what is happening, it's really scary Mm -hmm. and that perpetuated it. And I'm sure that made it worse, but, um, but I'm happy to know now because now I can control it. And when I'm feeling stressed, um, you know, I'll go in wherever I can, whether it's my office or my, my bedroom and wherever I am. I don't care. We were playing launch, like I said, two weeks ago and I went up to my hotel room and I was just like, I need to leave you people because I just, I can't, I'm very stressed right now. Yeah. And like, you know, to my band members and I was See, just like, I need to go. That's so healthy. I think, yeah. I think more people being able to recognize that within themselves and, and being able to take those mental breaks, like yeah, it, it does a lot in the long run for, for your overall mental health. So yeah, dude, like, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a very uh, unique manifestation of it. But I, like I said, I think it's kind of a, a blessing in disguise that you're able to see that. So that way you can reflect yeah. on it and be like, okay, what caused that situation? How can I not have that run in the future? How can I avoid these right. types of things? And it's like, man, like, you know, it, it's funny. Cause that's stuff I'm constantly trying to teach my kids. Right. Is I'm trying yeah. to teach my kids like, Hey, recognize these things, recognize when, when you're getting frustrated, recognize when you're angry, recognize when something is making you sad. Like, dude, that's incredible. I wish my parents had taught me mindfulness back when I was that young, because that's something that I feel like I struggle with now because I was never taught. Okay. Be mm-hmm. mindful of how you're feeling. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, man, I mean, that's to me, I feel like it's, 
sucks that that happened with me. But at the end of the day, you know, my lyrics are all about mental health and mental Mm -hmm. um, status and stuff like that. So I feel like it kind of intertwines with my message as an artist. And I think that, you know, that's something which is why I'm so okay with talking about it. Because normally, you know, for me as a perfectionist, I like if I have like a pimple or something, I'm (laughs) going to cover that. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, if I'm if I have a show, I'm covering it. Like, I don't care. Um, oh, that's awesome. But it's I feel like it's kind of um put me in a new direction as an artist to kind of like, you know, talk to people because that's what we're all about, is that mm-hmm. mental health. And now as an artist of someone who's experienced a physical manifestation of a mental <laughs> problem, I feel like it kind of gives me a little bit of like a a knowledge that I can share with people. Yeah. You know, because I I've been able to reverse that and i see i physically see myself getting healed because of it yeah you know because i'm i'm taking it so it's like kind of weird it's kind of like a blessing that this happened to me because i feel like i can help others that's so cool man yeah Yeah. and obviously like you know now you get to show it in your music get to show it at your live shows like yeah you get to help other people with it and that's awesome dude well man what an awesome conversation, Jake. Thank you so much for your time, yeah. man. It was, uh, yeah, it was a bunch of so fun. Much, man. And, uh, like I said, you know, when, when the EP drops, let's talk again, man. I absolutely, I'm so excited. Cause, cause you know, we can kind of talk through, cause obviously I, I know a bit more about how your mind works when it comes to the, the whole overall, right? Like the whole, yeah. the whole environment and atmosphere of the ep the the album art everything so i want to talk through all that stuff when it's when it's about to drop because that'd be a lot of fun to to pick your brain dude absolutely i'll definitely be hitting you up at that time um you know i mean in six years so we'll see you know with my (laughs) who knows how long it'll be (laughs) exactly yeah so i'll talk to you in six years and it'll be a good time and i'll have a lot to reflect on yeah Um, and then you'll just lay down on the couch this time we'll we'll make it a little bit more official as as a you know the uh the psychiatrist and the the patient will make it a little bit more clear (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah i love it i really appreciate you having me on man this is like one of the most fun interviews I've, i've had i've done in a long time so this is really cool man dude i'm so glad yeah thank you so much for coming and uh have an awesome rest of your week dude yeah you too all right man peace out you too all right thanks